0: Hey, I'm Kevin. I'm a rock radio DJ. I'm a comedian. I do a lot of things that make my parents say, you're still doing that? And I say, yes. Uh, you can hear me on 104.9 The Axe in Rockford, Illinois, and in Springfield on 97.7 QLZ. They stream on the internet. You can also check out my comedy with Roast Battle Chicago. Our podcast is out now. If you like this podcast, go listen to that podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts is where you should go get Roast Battle Chicago.
1: This is going to be a great JBTV podcast right here on Pantheon Podcast. This week, we're featuring Kevin Kellum right here on JBTV, the podcast. JBTV. Welcome to the JBTV podcast. Each and every show is dedicated to great music lovers. Are you ready? The podcast starts right here, right now. New music now. So uh, this is a trip. This is a trip, dude. Yeah, I'm glad you had a chance to come Thank down. You. I was, uh, you know, going. Oh, I guess we could do it on Zoom. But are we?
0: Are we just rolling right now? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I didn't know. When I don't. We started you know. Yet. Come on. This yeah, is exactly. JVTV.
1: When have you? Uh- I, I love it's a, it's
0: the the a big elaborate setup that makes you feel big time. But then you're also like, yeah, we just go with it. <laughs> just, like like there's like there is like the standard like cut go. this
1: thing. <laughs> now
0: you're on this bro- corporate broadcaster. Then we hit our cues and, and the, but no, we have the million dollar equipment but i love we have a a, we still have a college radio approach which i i can appreciate
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah cool so nice and close to this mic sure sure. is that better yeah good yeah you know it's like radio
0: yeah i i I work in radio and i should remember how to talk into a microphone yeah well there you go yeah
1: that's cool i love how you know if it doesn't sound good just by looking at it i just yeah yeah. that's how these are are. these are shotguns and uh i really get a kick out of when we go to like Lollapalooza Uh and stuff You can't hear a damn thing because there's so much sound. Yeah. When I went back to the studio with these mics, it sounds like what? Yeah, it's like it sounds like I have a hearing problem because you can hear everybody perfectly. There's not an issue whatsoever. You know, because the quality's so good on these, and uh, you know, it's just the only way to do it. You know. Yeah. So,
0: so how how is it adapting to the new studio?
1: I love it. Yeah. You like? Is is there
0: convenience to it that you like too?
1: Yeah, I like getting up and just working. I've been doing
0: radio from home rock radio from home five days a week and then I have my podcasting job as well and other stuff and it's all like, I do not have this elaborate setup. It is uh-huh. it is a computer. It is a USB. It is an, uh, a USB microphone, condenser mic, simpler stuff. And I'm on five days a week wow. from my home in Chicago. And I'm in Rockford and Springfield, which don't feel that far away. And I'm, I'm, I go there often enough. So it isn't like, oh, too far. Uh-huh. But there is still this weird disconnect to getting used to broadcasting from, from home. And we're so removed culturally from the the, the pandemic you know we can get around we we've had concerts we just had Lollapalooza and riot fest and the club did you go open. to any of them i went i didn't go to Loll this year i went to riot fest and i had a really good time uh-huh. it's kind of fun to to yep, do it now and well, i guess we'll touch on it at some point but yeah, yeah it's fun to do it now and not have like the uh the professional obligations i guess with it <laughs> like I, i'm still there in like a, a rock radio capacity but i'm not there um, the way I was like years ago when I was doing stuff for, for radio here in Chicago. Yeah, there was you were a, working a, all the time. Li- it was still fun. Yeah. I mean, we're still going and having a good time, yeah. but it's still the madness of being at a festival where you're like, oh, you see the whole lineup and you're like, I'm going to see all of these bands. And you end up, you, you likely miss all of them. Maybe <laughs> not all of them, but like you'll miss a good half of the list that you make out for yourself before mm-hmm. you go to a three day festival. Mm-hmm. And if anyone out there is watching or listening and they say, oh, I went to a festival and I saw all the bands I wanted to see Third that line. I picked. I didn't <laughs> never believe it. There's always a band you miss out, and you're like, they a football field over there. And well, I'm especially at
1: Lollapalooza, it's like it's a 20 minute walk to get to the other side. If you, which I don't even... hold
0: against Lollapalooza, it's just,
1: we're just spoiled in that regard, you're right?
0: You know, and you hear from people at like Coachella as well, and all these big and how there's no way to lay those out. I think perfectly there's just a way to lay them out like as better as you can but it's so crazy now i went to that and like running into people i know from q101 and everything like that the the big alternative station here Mm -hmm. and and some xrt people and people that are involved in the chicago rock radio world it was just odd because i'm still broadcasting from chicago but i'm not on air in chicago people don't flip on the radio and even if you stream it you tend to stream it the station that's in your town you tend to stream but it's kind of neat when there's some people that are like oh I'm I'm from Rockford I live in Chicago and I, now I listen to you And I'm on 104.9 The X uh-huh. in Rockford 104.9 The X 104.9 The X <laughs> yeah which, which is like you know there's some doing like radio imaging stuff that's such the standard rock name yeah, yeah. but it's been the X so long people love it right they uh-huh. love that station it's been around uh, since the early 90s do you have a
1: triple X after dark uh, no we don't have triple X after dark <laughs> I,
0: get, I, I bet we could I bet it'd be easy easy you know we be sponsored by well, one of all
1: the- that would mean is three songs in a row <laughs> short songs short, short songs. songs you don't need you, know, you really don't need long songs well you gotta flip through you know
0: <laughs> cheap stuff we'll be sponsored by the, those big lion's den billboards you always see when you're driving to Indiana or something
1: yeah, like
2: that yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but no uh, and then I'm with 97.7 QLZ which is just about to celebrate its 30th anniversary wow. in Springfield Illinois Springfield. which is, which is uh, the biggest rock radio station in central Illinois it's just mm-hmm. really cool and it's a different it's a different energy it's a different um thing to to do there's music you can play in those stations that i would play when i was on q101 but you
1: have freedom at these stations more don't you
0: i have have more freedom yeah like there isn't the sense of like um um like oh we need it as tight as this the timing that i can speak on air is uh, i'm not i'm not gonna be indulgent i'm not gonna go on air for like five minutes at a time Mm -hmm. but like if you're waiting to hear the Foo Fighters and I'm going to give you information on the Foo Fighters but I get to be a little bit goofier and I wouldn't say in, I want to say indulgent uh-huh. I try I try not to tell myself <laughs> I'm indul- not uh-huh. indulgent you know because yeah, you're yeah. still broadcasting there's still people that are like listening because it's the, the back of the soundtrack of their day mm-hmm. or something like that but it's weird the way that people In smaller towns, and it reminds me of being in the suburbs too, or maybe just being a Southside Chicago kid and then coming up to the Northside and having that that chip on my shoulder. Uh Like you talk to people from Jersey, they're like, no, I mean, we like the Yankees, but we're from Jersey. You know, like that type of thing. (laughs) And there was always that chip on my shoulder. Now I kind of have that, but I still, I'm still like living in like a hip right outside of Logan Square with all like the black t shirt, black blue jeans people, like Uh all the rock club, the, the industry people. And then at the same time, I gotta. All right, we're there's a VFW fundraiser we're doing in Rockford or in Loves Park, and you know this is going on. So mm-hmm. so you're on the you're on the the bus out there, the train down to, to Springfield and stuff like that. Or I'm still contact with them, not with the internet. You know, I could be on air in another city. All the time, it's know? amazing,
1: isn't it? How it, it is? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean
0: that changed How much did that change broadcasting
1: for you? Totally, it's the pandemic that did it. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I mean, like, you already had it there with the internet, though, too. Like, I mean, yeah, like, in terms of
1: all of it. Yeah, though. JBTV. Like, I when I first started in radio, when I had a radio station in Milwaukee, ninety-three QFM, I had phone lines put into my house, so I could run the transmitter, the whole thing from my house. And you didn't didn't that feel like it was just like an earth shattering thing? Like it was oh, great, but could, I had a studio you, setup. See, I've always been. I have to have atmosphere.
0: Yes. Okay. You were. So yeah. I had
1: my console, my turntables, and tape machines, yeah. and everything there. You know,
0: and, and uh, like when went digital, that had to be crazy for you though too. Well, that was, was all, all. You were all still cutting tape days.
1: Oh yeah, I was cutting tape till. Oh God, with Joe Kelly until the nineties. Did you physically slice the tape to
0: like make production reels oh, yeah. and stuff? How long would it take to make like a thirty second commercial? A couple hours. I remember I went to Columbia College, they had the radio department there, and you could get a degree in radio, which sounds crazy now. And I think they were telling us that we were the last class that would ever physically cut tape yeah and it was and it was like we literally only i think we only did we did one 30 second commercial i remember it was you had to have four elements you had to have background music in it you had to have this and you had to physically cut the tape and mix it and then like seal it
1: and um and then you could rip it digitally and then you could like but well, it, like, I didn't even it have digital it was all so I had a twenty four track uh, tape deck okay I had a bunch of two tracks so what I would do is I would build my bed my music bed and two track cut it together make a thirty I would put that transfer to my twenty four track in stereo on f- tracks fifteen and sixteen or or twenty three and twenty four and then I would have uh, Joe Kelly come in and read all of his lines at thirty ips and uh, I would you go. Such
0: a nerd for production, man. You know, you knew the exact like decibels and everything. Oh, yeah. Me, it's just like a simple Adobe Audio Edition. I use the same filters every day for uh-huh. like different things, maybe a bed or two. Well, it's I, a whole
1: different time. Yeah. See, back then it was tape, so you had to, you yeah. know, do everything on tape. It wasn't the same kind of thing so uh but then i would cut it up and put white leader tape in between the takes and i would sit there with two tape machines timing it out just to get the rough timing then i would put it over to the 24 track because we did syndication yeah so like joe kelly would be on in, in 50 markets but we'd have like elo tonight you know at wherever it was but then it would be at the springfield auditorium or the peoria civic center oh you're
0: talking about for the for the tour for the tour, tour spots.
1: Yeah. so and i would have all these different tracks Okay, here's Milwaukee, San Francisco, Los Angeles. So we would have generic parts, and just where he would say, Tuesday, December 10th, tonight, this week, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. We, we would have to do
0: the, the, the reads. Um, it's, I still do them, you know, but we'd have to do the reads, and it would be, you'd have to do the this Friday. Tomorrow tonight, like you'd, you'd try and do it in one take, but I almost always wanted to do a full read. oh no, no, everything yeah
1: I would do, I would double track all the voices so it was all tight, so I yeah. took all the pauses out, you know, and then I could put the little tinny voices in with Joe Kelly and mix it and layer it all in yeah you, know? you, you
0: definitely had that like that breath of like the full gamut of using the sound and stuff
1: yeah like that you know but that's back when people used to not do production on radio. it was all live commercials, and uh, so when we started doing the rock tours people would request we want to hear that pink floyd commercial
0: you know because
1: it was so cool with production
0: well there was a lot of that in chicago already with me growing up was people you love the commercials too. Mm-hmm. not to say you would tune out for the commercials but like local commercials had this different charm to them and you would hear the accent
1: mm-hmm. in it a little bit a lot of that doesn't exist anymore the mr
0: S- like the jingles too yeah. and stuff like that like you don't well they really used to be that.
1: timed the way we ran our radio stations we used to have 300 radio stations i worked for so literally we would have so you all-
0: couldn't have the accent though. but I'm, I'm just saying like growing oh yeah up we, with we that did stuff, because yeah. we had
1: the local talents but the point is all the music all the jingles were timed to the music so let's say the song starts out in the key of c The jingle would then end in the key of C.
0: Oh. So, so there's a, there was an orchestration to the program. Oh, yeah. So so, even
1: just the every element you were doing. Oh, yeah. Everything was uh, produced that way. I
0: wonder if anyone listening or watching right now who's never done, been on the radio understands what we're talking about. It doesn't
1: matter. <laughs> we're, we're a bunch of nerds talking yeah, about I know, music. But I, <laughs> I, I, I love the passion for it. When's the first time you were on the radio? I was on the radio in 19. Well, I did an illegal radio station when I was a kid, when I was uh, maybe 12 or 13. Of course you did.
0: How did you, how'd you, how'd you
1: set that up? Well, I got a, my father actually helped me with that. We drove down to Texarkana Texas. And a T a radio station were getting rid of their transmitter at eighty nine point nine, and uh, so I dragged it. We dragged it in a car. <laughs> I had four FM bays, uh, horizontal bay antennas, and the transmitter. And I put a tower in my backyard. My father helped me, and I put it on an illegal radio station. How, how many watts? How many? It was watt? like ten, twelve watts, but it covered Milwaukee. But nobody you could cover the
0: whole Milwaukee area. Oh yeah, on and 10 nobody, watts?
1: nobody. Uh, Complain back then because it was on FM.
0: Oh, so FM, because it was still AM days. Yeah. So you're you're like, this guy, yeah.
1: Nobody did. FM FM
0: didn't really pick up until the 70s.
1: Oh, God, no. And when I first met Joe Kelly, he was all dressed up in a suit and everything. And I thought, oh, God, he's from the FCC. I'm going to get busted. (laughs) (laughs) And I also had a radio station I inherited, sort of uh, 93QFM, which was an ethnic station at the time. Mm -hmm. And how I got into the station was, uh, it was like an adult, you know, Henry Mancini and all that crap. And then on the weekends, Standards. Weekend,
0: standards and stuff, well, yeah. instrumentals. Okay, yeah. All right.
1: Because it would be a subcarrier for all the Century food stores in Milwaukee. So it would be all that beautiful music.
0: They had a radio. St- yeah, that makes sense. Because back then you just you didn't even have compact disc. Or, right? You
1: know, the sob carrier is what was a private channel that every radio station has that used to be a private radio channel that you could then license for music and stuff like yeah, that. It's the
0: background stuff you hear to store
1: elevator music, which doesn't exist anymore either. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, you know? I
0: mean, it, that's nuts. That like you you think the guy who's, who's going to be the rest of your radio career is working for the FCC? You never got caught when you were doing the pirate? Oh God, radio? no,
1: no, no, never.
0: What, no. you, what did you put on it? Uh, I was all rock and roll. You just play, and you played rock records? You I had- was doing
1: stuff with WOKY with Junior Achievement called Studio 68 in 1968. And uh, Bob McC- uh, Jack McCoy taught me production, and he would sit there, and he would do lines of cocaine, <laughs> <laughs> and he'd have like all these cart machines, and he'd sit there and go, tonight on the last contest, ding, bam, and he would, <laughs> it was it was that kind of top 40 radio, because it was a number one radio station, you know. And then they dragged me down here to see the Beatles, because we were supposed to interview them, uh, Bob Berry was the disc jockey, mm-hmm. and I had a Niagara tape deck and a shotgun mic, and I was good, but we never did because we were backstage for the Beatles at the Coliseum or whatever it was here. And this is Chicago Stadium or it was an indoor dump. OK, all right. And it had no sound system. And we were sort of backstage and there were all these curtains and all it was was screaming girls. You couldn't hear anything. And then the Beatles came off stage, and they handed me a bunch of drumsticks, and walked right past. And that's as close as we got to them. Didn't hear a damn thing. And Bob was pissed off because he was supposed to get an interview. Yeah, big, this was a
0: big interview then. Yeah. And people cared about an interview like that Back because then. it was Beatlemania, right? Yeah, yeah. Was that the first tour they did, or like one of the first? Yeah, that two? was
1: the beginning. Yeah. They
0: didn't tour that much.
1: No, no. When but people talk
0: about big, the Beatles were—they didn't tour a whole lot.
1: Yeah. Well, it was all the promotions they got. True. And back then, radio was just hyping them, you know, really well, playing them so. like crazy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So
0: I mean, you you could still I think you could still launch a radio station right now and just play Beatles. Yeah, and like whenever a station flips and like, all right, well, until we figure out the new format, we're gonna have a whole day of this or something. And well, Beatles, Beatles is like one of those like. 10 20 bands, people would right. Do
1: that. That's what we used to do for the radio stations when we took them over because we were some of the Joe Kelly and I were the first to break the union, so it was the old union studio. So yeah. we set them up as a combo studio.
0: You would do when you would do the flips. For, I mean, you tell me about this before, I would, you, I you, would you, do the, the. They Someone would buy a station, right? They would flip the format. You guys would come in and just set up the station, give it to them, and then they would run. Well, we
1: were consultants, so yeah. we literally, like a, yeah, like a consulting firm, yeah, yeah. So you know, we'd go in the night before, get the whole staff drunk and partied up and find out all the dirt about the radio station <laughs> i remember one of the chief engineers was telling me if they ever wanted to get rid of me i would have this station off the air for six months because i just go in there and short out the transmitter oh really oh okay anyhow those were the days of joe kelly
0: when does jbtv i, the, I didn't know if i was interviewing you or you're interviewing me we're interviewing
1: I, I, we're together right, We're doing when this did you fun. start
0: you started jbtv one 80
1: uh, 1984 84 yeah And that's when music
0: videos are blowing
1: up. Well, yeah, because MTV started and uh, we were doing commercials, TV commercials. So I would get one inch tape decks or two inch quad videotape from all these different record companies with all these different videos. They were comp reels. And these were a way to, like, sell... They hey, want... Play
0: our song on the regular Here's what the band looks like. Well, know? yeah, the
1: thing or, was, yeah. we're going to put your artist on our TV commercial. Oh, okay. So that meant a lot for the radio stations. Yeah. And for the artists, because they would spend... They would do trades, is what it was. All right. So, like, <clears throat> the TV station would trade to do spots on the radio, and then they would, you know, so it was like a good thing especially back in the 70s 80s there was a ton of like TV radio spots like that like crazy oh they were everywhere yeah. we used to do stuff for the loop and the loop, for the XRT cl- the, cl-
0: the classic loop video Loop video with the, the the heavier heavier set guy dancing the brick wall well that wasn't
1: of one of ours but we you know, did but, those I mean, spots I mean, people yes. think
0: of those and like the big the hits of today that was an outtake
1: too you know it was, spot. it was an outtake and, yeah. then,
0: and then they used that for like every rock station across the country they would just take the loop's logo out of it and put another well, rock well that's what we would
1: thing. do yeah we, we were the main Company that did that, you know. What were
0: the What were the big spots that you guys ran like for rock oh, stations? And you stuff? name it, and and you were still doing the radio consulting thing.
1: Like, yeah, so. yeah. That was Joe Kelly, though. He did okay. all that. I was the production guy. You
0: were the production guy.
1: So I'd be the one that would travel with him, mm. <laughs> thinking, you know, it ruined my marriage because right. <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, Joe would call me on. Uh, I'd say to you know my uh, wife, and I go, Oh, uh, I got the weekend off. This is great. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes later, Joe would call. Oh yeah, we got the Pink Floyd tour. We're going to San Francisco. Now and then you just go film
0: stuff for Pink Floyd and stuff. Well, like Well, we would
1: be part of the tour. We would be there with the KFRC six ten KFRC mm-hmm. did stuff with them. Mm-hmm. So we were we were putting the production and stuff together for it. So we would go on tour, stay at the whole big hotel while the band is in a crappy place. Did you like that part of the business of like jumping? I, I around? didn't like traveling. I don't like traveling. No, at all. it's every
0: time I talk to you, you're like, I, I, if I'm gonna go somewhere, I'm gonna be shooting something. I don't want to go and just let you yeah shoot. yeah. I gotta, you've seen it all.
1: Yeah, you, you
0: know. see, I mean, maybe for me, I haven't seen it all, or maybe because I i was stuck inside for two years and it, i'm anxious and I, I get anxiety uh and then also performing and doing stand-up comedy stuff like i want to get on the road i want to go and see stuff like but yeah, you were yeah. like you're over it you just you've seen
1: it at all. well it was it was just grueling you know what was the last great concert you saw like when you were like before you well got jaded to we it? always saw like 10 minutes of it oh yeah true it's true. like we yeah. would be backstage which sucks yeah so you would never see anything. So we'd be at the Fillmore and stuff like that, and then you know we would do one or two things with you know Bill Graham or whatever, and mm-hmm. then that was, <laughs> and then I'd be at the radio station doing production because mm-hmm. they would I'd fly in, you know, we would uh, I would set up and go. The station sounds bad. I would tweak their their processing. Mm-hmm. So at the stations back then. Our stations were like loud, Mm. legally, you know. Legally loud. Yeah. Which is nobody cares about anymore. Everybody sounds the same. Remember, you grew up in Chicago, right? Remember how WLS and Super CFL sounded different? Big. Without even knowing? Yes. They don't do that anymore. And you would hear the reverbs, you would hear the highs and the lows and the bass ends. Every station had their own sound. And that was what made radio great. And we also used to speed up the music just a little. Just a little, yeah. What different?
0: What difference would that make?
1: Well, because when you'd hear the same song a little slower on a competitive radio station, it sounded dull. It sounded dull. All
0: right, I could see that. Yeah, a, that's such a little clever thing. That I don't even know. I've been doing this half my adult life. I don't even. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even think of that.
1: Well, it was easy to do on the turntables. You could adjust the speed just a little bit. When did when you when the music videos come in and
0: like everyone says that changes the game? Now it's just kind of obviously there's sorry there's like people that obviously have to do that like uh-huh. now how much does music videos change everything
1: well i don't think because i always wanted to do video whenever i did audio i saw a video in my head because you were like wanting to make a tv commercial out of it or something yeah like yeah yeah even when i was doing radio at the beginning i always wanted to do tv tv was my first love yeah yeah
0: and radio was just an easier way to get to television. it was
1: easy I, it's the only way i could start in the business true
0: you do It's not a visual. You don't. Have to be, you don't have to be attractive. <laughs> like you can tell. I, I'm not. I'm not the hottest man. I, 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 that was one thing I, I went with radio. I was like, hey, I don't want to be hot. You know, <laughs> like, like like like. I thought like ah, but I don't like my teeth. I don't like this. Oh, uh-huh. I can hide it behind the microphone. <laughs> what do you mean here? I'm attractive. What are you talking about, listener? You know? But now it doesn't matter. And now if you're on the radio, everyone's going to see you anyway with social media and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there was there was that like era of like the conversion to music video, and there was this like. Weird, like you have to be this, or you have, and they're always that. They never went away. Like, there's people now that are like just social media sensations more than they are. But you
1: still else. like to see when you're on, yeah, with going through. You want to see a video of the band.
0: I do. And maybe, maybe that's just the generation I grew up, but now there's some people that are like, well, music do, do music videos matter anymore? And uh, there's a lyric video now. You see bands doing that now where they'll put out a lyric video, which I think is fine. I think you, could, if, especially with YouTube or the way things are digitally, you could put out as many different versions as you want. Mm-hmm. But then you hear bands are like, oh, I'm going to put out my album now because there's no physical media Just There is. You can buy it if you want to be a collector. People still buy vinyl and, mm-hmm. and love it. But I mean, Kanye West did like eight different versions of his album before it came out that's kind of like no what's the album Like, mm-hmm. what is it when it comes out and it's also a singles well, business people too. don't
1: listen to albums anymore no there's no you know, lot, there's, the, the there's bands,
0: EPs and like non-linear stuff and yeah the
1: bands like have spent so much time making their album like yeah. it flows together and this song has to be here they spend days weeks months thinking about the order mm-hmm. then they keep changing it because they want to the, <laughs> the attention
0: span breaks down even further yeah. you know and like now it's like and, the, and now I find myself, even me, doing radio. I'm so like, oh, there's some bands where I really only know them from the hits. Yeah. And I, and I feel weird saying that. But then there's other bands like, oh, no, I know the whole album, or I love the whole thing about mm-hmm. them. And, and, oh, I get caught up with then I talk to my, uh, my nephew who's a teenager. He's like, I just like these three songs by somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And I like them because they're in a commercial, or I like them because they're in a TikTok video, or they went viral. And then
1: like when they go to the concert, if they don't do those songs. Cause you know, some bands don't like to do their older stuff. You know, it's always about it gotta be the new stuff, you know, or now you have people that especially through
0: socials or a movie now, like um, Metallica, for example, master of puppets. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like it's in stranger things. It's in this new, very hip show. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Which the new season is very, very, I think it's a good the upside show. down, the world. upside down and <laughs> there's some Midwestern stuff. I could turn very... us upside down if you want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, they they use Master of Puppets in it, and then it's on the charts again. Mm-hmm. And then we're playing it again at rock radio. Mind you, we're playing Metallica, but like, Master is a very hard thrashier song, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like. Metal everyone says Metallica sold out. No, they certainly matured their sound. It became more produced. And they but they've obviously gone and done whatever they want. They're Metallica, they can they can make whatever album they well, want.
1: Well I make. saw them at Lollapalooza and I thought they were great. Incredible. Yeah. You know? And, and they brought still their great. their own video if you notice, their,
0: their video production that was incredible,
1: and they had these wire cams, two wire cams, and I'm going because it was on Hulu, mm-hmm. so I'm watching it and going, "This is like the best TV production I've seen in years." And it was live, yes, so live
0: cuts and everything. Like but that, yeah, it was
1: their crew doing it, which is incredible. So they knew the music, so
0: they invest so much into what they do. I'll say people talk crap about Metallica and retrospect, because of the Napster stuff and all they. But if you look at it, like there's so many bands that lost money on that. There's mm-hmm. so many bands that like. That no one will ever know that have come and gone the last twenty years that didn't get to like really get their feet in or anything because no one 's buying music the same way it 's a mm-hmm. subscription model Metallica is one of those bands that made their money when people bought right, records right and i and they 've lost a lot of money in putting on them they had to put on music festivals they've made movies they 've lost money on some things, but then mm-hmm. you look at like what they put it back into the show, I will always admire that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like they they keep their production. Uh, larger than life so that if you've seen this band before you're going to see them bigger if it's the first time you've seen them it's going to be the biggest show you've ever seen and and then and now you have like these kids that are like I'm goofing around about it on the radio recently I'm introing Master of Puppets like it's a new song
2: Yeah, yeah. and
0: I'm, I'm goofing and calling the band Metallica I heard about this band <laughs> called Metallica on the Stranger Things show and you're I, so educated and there <laughs> so, I, hey I know for you young kids do you know about this band called Metallica like, and I went it was It's ridiculous to say it, but I mean, like, it's kind of fun that when there's this big trend now, you see this too, where where it's um, someone who's 15 or 16 reacts to something. Mm -hmm. Like, so and so, hip hop head reacts to Rage Against the Machine for the first time. And that people, like, lose their mind and it's people watching other. And I was like, oh, if this is me aging, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with watching the joy of music (laughs) in people and stuff like that. Do you ever, do you get a kick out of it when you see, like, someone discover something new for the first time?
1: Oh, yeah. every it, it, All the old is becoming new again. Yeah. And uh, all the music, there was a time back when radio only played, we're only this format, you can't play this because yeah. it's, you know, even it could be the right band, but if it's a little too heavy or too soft, no, nah, we're not getting into it, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, especially with the pop stuff now, but I mean, like, like another thing is, another Stranger Things thing, mm-hmm. right, is Kate Bush running up oh, the hill, yeah. which was an alternative song when it came out. That yeah. was not a pop song. And that would, that would, you had that in the 80s, like when you were doing you well, I interviewed
1: her in New York. Yeah. And, and when uh, you
0: interview her, she was an alternative artist. She wasn't, yeah, yeah. She wasn't,
1: she, she wasn't considered like a She didn't cigar. get me, though. She didn't get you? No. she was. We were at the... I was like a sellout, it sounded like. <laughs> we recorded at the Sony Studios where MTV does okay. their stuff, yeah. and I had the MTV camera people. And they're doing all this crap with the cameras, and I'm like spending more time looking at what they're doing. I'm going, this is not what JBTV is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, you're like it's simple. Like it, yeah. it was, the but that was the here. red shoes thing that she put out. That what was it, what was that? The red shoes. She did a little short, couple of short films and mm-hmm. stuff, and so. Uh, but she was great, you know. But again, I I don't do normal interviews, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's the way I've always tried to play my. TV thing, you know, because I'm not, the, I, I remember, from, I met Bill, uh, Phil Donahue at, at the Summerfest in Milwaukee. and Those uh, were things. The at Summer the beginning, Fest, yeah. the early Summerfest, back yeah. when it was down by the art museum there. Oh,
0: no, because they, they used to have it on the shore forever, right? Or yeah. Had it for the in the, the same
1: time. area, but more toward the north there. Okay. And uh, the first and second year we were there, I had the radio station there. And I actually did 24 hours. I was on for seven days live. Twenty-four hours doing a show, oh. and I never even got like any publicity for it because I just did it, <laughs> you know. And uh, then Bob Reitman, who joined the radio station after he was the progressive rock at um, what station was that? Uh, w uh, I was going to say XRT, but it's not XRT. It's Chicago, a uh, WZMF in Menominee Falls. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like helping him with engineering, and he was the old progressive rock guy. Oh, so. Dylan would end, and he'd fade it down, and then it'd be like three seconds of dead air. Then you'd hear the studio mic go... Because he turns it up, and then he goes... Uh, WZMF Monominee Falls with Bob Reitman. And I'm going, Bob, why don't you like turn your mic on during the record right at the end and sort of keep it tighter? Yeah. Yeah. Write it out, man. He ended up being on uh, KTI, which was a top 40 station then. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, lo- I love how the rock guys are always like a little bit more tech, a little bit more technical and a little bit more like, like, on these things but then there's stuff that the pop people will do that we'll never understand or we just won't appreciate yeah which is probably maybe that's a good thing though too but yeah but no Kate Bush is a big song too yeah yeah. that like that song's big again like my my niece knows that song and I was like how would you ever find this and now I think with the way people get introduced things through music and then there's people like who are listening to radio they're like oh this is neat mm-hmm. like like I, this is cool that i don't have to go and like have an algorithm there's someone there's a human element that's remember ken nordine
1: no he, he, he did all those voice things you know like uh, uh, all kinds of theatrical voice like he'd do like mind trips with audio and it, it was Chicago all radio, right? Yeah, yeah. He was, was around that FMT or was, something like that, you know. Yeah, and Doctor no, Demento is another.
0: Oh, Doctor Demento is like a formative thing in my youth. Yeah, I remember that was a big deal. My dad would tape those, and we would get. I would get the cassettes of it because I couldn't stay up late enough to get it right. Uh-huh. And I remember like really, really loving that. But I remember he, Sunday nights was all about. Um,
1: was Wild Chicago mm-hmm. on Channel 11 which well, is Well Ben Hollis ch- I'm I'm done I, I Ben's a good friend of mine. Yeah. And- of course you know Ben Hollis. Of course you <laughs> do. I want to do a show with him called Ben and Jerry, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry and Ben, just to avoid the the, the true no. Mark.
0: You you get your names, you can get away with it. It's right? Ben Hollis and Jerry Bryant. Hey, there you go, Ben and names. Jerry. There you go. You now can it'd be nice
1: it. if Ben and Jerry would sponsor it because yeah. I love their chocolate chips, cookie dough ice cream.
0: Come on tonight, uh, American Cone Dream. Dude. That's my. Favorite oh yeah. One.
1: So between the two of us, there you go. There
0: you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was Wild Chicago and then Doctor Demento and I mean
0: because Doctor Mento, the musical parody comedy show out of L.A., mm-hmm. was a big deal and introduce
1: everyone to Weird Al and, and everything like that. I remember
0: that was a big deal. That was a big comedy thing, too. It was, yeah. Weekends were
1: all about me. You remember there was this stuff. radio guy that did, he sounded like, uh, who was it? I'm trying to think. Um, like the Elliot Ness shows, The Untouchables, the voiceover guy that was on there. Oh. Elliot Ness and The Untouchables. And- oh, <coughs> broadcaster. Yeah, so what they would do is, they would do things with today's hits. Mm-hmm. So I say, and so-and-so did this. Then you hear a little hook of a song to back it up. <laughs> none of that is happening anymore. No, none of it. I, and I, I, it's weird because with me, with what I'm doing now,
0: I'm recording the tracks. And I, can, I can play a little bit and I can use, um, I enjoy, the weird thing is like nostalgia is a big thing now. And radio understands it too. And it's smart. It's why you a song comes on the radio, it gives you emotion and it tells a story mm-hmm. and you connect yourself to the sentiment of it. Um, there's We're doing a, a 90s hour and it's... Uh, 90s at nine. N- 90s nooner. <laughs> oh, right. 90s so at nooner. <laughs> so instead of it just being like, oh yeah, we're going to play 90s rock, my thing is it's like it's the sentiment of where you are in those times. So I'm playing clips from movies, I'm playing clips from commercials, I'm making fun of them. In- I remember I found like... Every time I find the Big thing is cringe now Everything seems kind of cringy When you see like Oh how old and dated it looks But at the time Oh yeah that's that's fine That's the way yeah, it's supposed yeah. to look Right yeah. it, Like but uh, Like everything was like A sexy thing In the 90s You would sell Sex sells <laughs> right Yeah And it was a Taco Bell commercial And there was this lady Who was like Singing over awful saxophone stuff And it's like The sensation of this burrito That cost 99 cents And then it was like <laughs> Oh my god That's so expensive Like And you're just laughing At all these things Things. and i'm watching i'm watching i I'm just like i'm just trying to find 90 stuff and i'm like uh, no this is the bit well we but used to the, joke the, the, the bit is this the bit yeah. is this and yeah. I, I just rip it put it up cut it up and i have it on air in 30 minutes 20 20 yeah. minutes you know, less yeah.
1: than that. yeah it's it's a crazy world we live in
0: yeah and, and the thing is it's weird that i'm making fun of commercials while modern day commercials are like minutes away from playing i it's know really,
1: but the yeah. modern day commercials are dull they're, they're you just, think so oh i don't think they're any good you know, there's some, there's some that are clever, like uh, the radio ones or the, or the. TV well, the ones? radio, I think are even awful, especially when they do the, the, the fast paced stuff at the end, you know, there's no way that sounds ever good. No, <laughs> never. I I'd rather, I'd rather do a live read, you know? Yeah. I,
0: and, uh, another thing is like doing the people, smaller market, smaller town, right? I guess maybe they have a longer attention span or something like that. I'm not saying they don't, I don't know, in but Chicago. a lot of
1: commercials don't even have production anymore. But now it's when, just I, voice, do, when you I do when
0: com- I do a commercial, I read for a concert or something like that coming up, and um, there's a band Paralandra, really really great band. They're coming into town, and we're doing a show with them, and uh, and I get all the information. And I was like, all right, so how soon do you need this? I'm thinking of where I came from now. I was thinking less than 30. like, you want to go 40 or 50 seconds? I was like, 40 or 50 seconds to promote a concert Like, sounds astonishingly crazy to me because I think of how short the attention spans are. Well, but we they're also like, 60s. oh, you want me to just do, like, listen to the band? How do you want to sell them? Go yeah. ahead and do it.
1: Well, you take the way I would do it is I would take three or four songs yeah. as little hooks, and then I'd put little voice tracks in between. Yeah, and but know? I mean,
0: like they're like, go ahead and say it how you want to do it. and In terms of me just being a DJ on air and a personality and a host, I was like that's great. I get to like, listen to the bands, take what I like from it and then share with the audience. And there's just this kind of refreshing back to basics. See, that's good. You're in a I'm market. Doing. You can do that. Yeah. And uh, t- mind you, I'm like, uh, there's things they're like, no, we want more of this or less of that. And, I'm, I'm, and I like that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but also like, Q one hundred one. It was we were already that for sure, especially in comparison to Chicago area because alternative and rock radio. I think maybe because it's mostly all that I did. Right, (laughs) I can say I'm in that bubble. Right, we didn't have this. There wasn't like this foolish sense that we didn't understand what was going on. With there was this meta sense of like we know we're the radio. We know we're playing songs that we think are repetitive. Especially at Q one hundred one, we were like a bunch of smartasses all the time. (laughs) You know, like I remember I was doing. Uh, there, there are some things like we would be funny and ridiculous and voices and stuff like that. And I would try it. And if if no one told me to stop doing it, I would just keep doing it. Uh-huh. And it was weird because I was like, because well, you was, worked
1: with Mankow, correct?
0: Uh, I worked down the hall from Mancow,
1: down the hall. Okay, from,
0: from him. I wasn't with Mankow at his time when he was mornings in Q1. Uh-huh. He was at the final days of the Loop. The company I was with owned the Loop. They were down uh-huh. the hall, and I was. I, I think I um, I was an intern. For Q one hundred and one in the mid two thousands, when Mankow was still the morning show, but I was never like directly involved with anything uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Which any that's a tornado to work for. No, I'm not talking crap about Mankow. Oh no, like, no, that's just a whole
1: other. He's just
0: that's just a whole shock other beast. radio,
1: which doesn't really exist anymore. Like no,
0: that, but it was a know? product of its time. Yeah, yeah, you know, it
1: was it was definitely a product of its time. And um, I always thought shock radio should be real if you're going to do it, versus everything being fake. You know, true, everything sort of made up. There's enough real stuff. That's cool, or at least you know. it should
0: be vetted in some form of real. Yeah, yeah. There's something I, I, I can, I can be a fan of playing up a real, especially being a DJ like, or being a comedian too, pl- taking a real emotion and just turning the volume all the way up. Yeah. And this is me being a pro wrestling oh. fan. That's the fake part, right? Is now, taking something real and just maybe producing the, it. When or did dialing the pro
1: wrestling start? Because I always thought of you being on the radio yeah. and doing comedy shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that and then all of a sudden pro wrestling.
0: Uh I work I've been around it a long long time so I'm uh-huh. doing college radio in the mid 2000s. Podcasting is like new, mm-hmm. you know. Uh and, but then you start to see everything get super subjective and I thought wrestling was always it's always been big. It's a huge cable. It's the it's whatever anyone wants to say. It's a billion dollar business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the lifeblood of cable television. You know, yeah. WTBS, the Superstation, USA Network. They were built on wrestling and, and the fans and the fans. Know? It's a it's a diehard audience that will always be there and watch it, mm-hmm. and they're invested in it.
2: Yeah, we met we met Hulk Hogan, yeah. and he's still he's still down to earth, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when I was a little kid. I came up to the Hulkster and I said, you
0: know, when I was a little kid and and, and the Sheik had you down and you broke that camel clutch, I was there with you. I was with you, arm in arm, hand in hand, all the way, brother. (laughs) He was, he was, he was, he Steak, thanks,
2: was, thanks, little, thanks right a lot there, brother. It's a little holsters like you that I did it for. Push up prayers and the vitamins. And then he patted me on the back and it hurt. <laughs> uh, so
0: then I was doing a show with them and it was just friends of mine at the college radio station. We said like this podcasting thing, like if we do a show about this first, we did it on the website just at first. Cause they're like, we're not going to put you on air with that. Mm-hmm. And mind you, we put it on air and it became the biggest thing on the radio station. I <laughs> know a small college radio station, yeah, WCB yeah, yeah. shout out Pete. <laughs> uh, and so we did it and it got really popular and then we were there was a wrestling promotion called Ring of Honor which is started all these big careers for people and they were kind of like the AAA. A right Ring of Honor was like big and popular they would draw like 1500 people which is healthy but not like a WWE number uh, but a lot of their guys went on to WWE mm-hmm. so it was like college football basically and they would run about a mile and a half away from where St. Xavier University was and we were a 150 watt radio station where we had one, we had one sixty-second block an hour where we could run community involvement things, right. not a commercial. Yeah, yeah. But if you go to a, a bunch of college kids and you give college kids a stack of tickets for their show, mind you, papering, but they're still going to sell like fifteen hundred tickets or something like that. But if we help them do that, here are your tickets, here the show. We come four times a year. Here you go. We're going to give you X amount of interviews, and then the next two years of our college career was. We got to interview Uh all these wrestlers who go on to be like so that stadium headliners. So that was a thing with the
1: radio. Yeah, there was a show called Rumble
0: Radio and we got it going as a podcast and it built up.
1: So you would talk to the wrestlers. Yeah, we would interview them,
0: but we would cover it like sports talk radio. Uh No different than what you would hear on the score or ESPN or anything Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. And also like we would oh, we don't like this storyline or anything that it was very nerdy, but now that's like that's the whole internet. Now anyone can get on a camera and do that. And and now I'm doing that with a company called Sports Kita, which is out of India and it's a huge website. It's one of the biggest wrestling websites in the world, and they have this massive seo team and all these different things and i shoot wrestling videos at my place and i go to this year i went to uh for wwe interviewing their talent i got to go to the royal rumble wrestlemania Mm -hmm. SummerSlam, and interview people at my house and then uh, in chicago the top independent promotion um called aaw runs logan square auditorium it's almost like now i'm I'm like a host i'm on camera for them and stuff like
1: that oh cool
0: so and i help produce the show a little bit too
1: and Uh stuff like that too well, that's awesome. Yeah,
0: it's great. Yeah. It's fun. It's weird. It's like I'm doing all these things I wanted to do in college. And then I, like I anytime I get mad about it, or uh, I'm like, no, my jobs are sitting in my house, talking about rock records, watching wrestling, <laughs> and talking about wrestling, and then I'm paying my rent with it. And then there's the days I'm like, oh, man, I'm worried about this or that, or I'm not where I want to be. And then I have to keep poking myself and be like, Kevin, when you're mad about that, afterwards, you're going to go tell jokes at night. Mm-hmm. So... I have to keep telling myself that, like every day, I get, if I get mad about something, like even if I have to go get a normal job, I'm not gonna like it. As no, much not as at this. all. Uh-uh. I'm not gonna. Is there ever been a point where you're like, oh, I gotta go get? I have to not do the TV thing or the radio thing. Well, or I don't know. I've never
1: thing. made money at JBTV, so. But you I mean, it's always it out, been your passion,
0: you know? though. You know, well, like yeah, uh, that's the
1: only thing you should do. I think that's the only reason I've recovered from stage four colon and lung cancer because you, is you be, had
0: passions in life. Yeah.
1: yeah, I would go from chemotherapy to the studio, either doing a comedy show with mm-hmm. you or yeah. having a band come by or something, and. And I would always be running and doing stuff, you know. It uh, And
0: that was amazing. We were in the thick of it because we uh, bring up some things, contacts, or people. Uh, Q-101 K- KQX we, we would tape bands With you guys at The mm-hmm. old studio And I would come in And do uh, like the warm ups And different things for that. And I remember like You were going through Some of the cancer treatment people were like How is he doing this Because you were like Still like running around And filming everything
1: Yeah I never gave up it, and- But it didn't
0: if, if someone didn't know You had cancer They would just know like, Oh he seems like He's a little oh, off people- but, but you were still like 100% involved in
1: everything Yeah yeah And people would make fun of it Like yeah you got cancer Yeah right <laughs> <laughs> You know uh, Yeah, yeah they didn't I do uh- They didn't believe it <laughs> They gave me 30 to 60 days to live I can't believe I'm still here. like old Catskills comedian But I can tell you I have a lot of jokes about uh, cancer, sure. you know, that you get. And I always kept a sense of humor too. Yeah. You, you know? have to. Yeah. And if you don't stay positive at whatever you're doing, why do it? Life's well, I a mean, little You
0: of a little bit of a I of everything. I, I see that with comedy, but you have to be able to joke
1: about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, are there going to be any comics that are wrestlers at the same time?
0: Well, like that are truly like funny guys and stuff well like that, that would
1: be like part of the wrestling routine
0: yeah they, they have a routine in the ring and but stuff it like would that. be
1: funny stuff
0: there's a lot of guys who can do that now on what, what you call the independent circuit the uh-huh. world that i'm in with aaw um where we're we're we have some real awesome athletes that are doing incredible things mm-hmm. but then you have a guy who comes in with a goofy gimmick or a character and a theme song that people like and that guy sells a bunch of t-shirts at the show and it's still a punk rock thing. So you yeah, still, yeah. some of those guys tend to be uh, like a fun, attractive act and dif- different stuff like that too. And mm-hmm. uh, there's plenty of guys I know that now have gone on to major television. There's a guy named, I don't know him. well. I've worked a show with him. A guy named orange Cassie's with all elite wrestling, which is on TNT major big time company, mm-hmm. number two company in the world. And his gimmick is he just doesn't care. Yeah. Like he comes in, he wears sunglasses and he'll like punch you a little bit. And mind you, who get into the match and they'll really start going and wrestling with people. But like he comes off like Paul Rudd's character in What Hot American Summer, where he's uh-huh. like supposed to like clean that up. And he likes oh, Do I have to? <laughs> Fine. You know? And do and I have so, to tell another joke. Yeah, what is this crap? Right. <laughs> but he he like doesn't even say anything. He has sunglasses on. So if he gets fired up, he throws the sunglasses at you. And wow. it's so it's seen it sounds so ridiculous, but it's so simply done, and that's the one thing I like about wrestling too, and like comedy is the reaction you get you if you're getting a reaction, you know it, you feel it mm-hmm. the the people are your orchestra, mm-hmm. and you play them as reaction that's It's really really fun to
1: see wow, really, really fun to see Wow. Talk about your comedy routine. Oh, sure. What are do you doing sure. with comedy?
0: So I'm doing this new show that's not newer, but it's it's tied to roast battling. You Ever seen roast battling before? Mm-mm. There was a roast battle show on uh, Comedy Central a few years ago. Jeff Ross was okay, involved where they me. would roast the different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it'd be comedians competing, and they would go joke for joke.
1: Oh, okay. And
0: then and then a panel of judges would pick who wins well, these ad lib jokes or uh, no you're writing for it oh okay but you're writing for the person so it'd be like you and I going back and forth mm-hmm. it started at the comedy store as a live show and evolved into something that ran for about four seasons on Comedy Central and I know they did a division of it over in the UK as well uh, but it's still even though it's on TV it's very much a viral video sensation mm-hmm. thing now and I got connected with two great comedians Matt Bamart and Chris Grico at the Lincoln Lodge independent comedy club great Um, Venue And they're open to doing different things. And this was something that was out of the box. And they started doing a show called Sticks and Stones. And now it's Roast Battle Chicago. It is in the league Uh with the Roast Battle in LA and the Uh Roast Battle in New York City and in uh, London. And we're in a global league. And we have our own champions and everything. And I've been involved with them for a couple months. And it's Mm -hmm. like we put up a clip and – 1.3 1.3 million people see it or 40,000 wow. people watch it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has a take on who won and like all these different things. And it's very, very fun doing comedy for a couple of years. And you think you're just going to wallow in obscurity. You're just going to do it. It's going to be fun. You're doing mm-hmm. it because you love it. But is anyone going to see this stuff? And even if they don't see me, I want them to see the show. I'm helping to produce or right, build right, up. Right. Like when, when we were working on something as well. Yeah. So, um, we're doing it, and, and we're like, wow. So then um, Jeff Ross, the Roastmaster General, he's roasted Donald Trump and Bruce Willis and all those big Comedy Central roasts, and he's one of the, like the top, probably 100 comedians of all time. If you want to have a list, he's on that list. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm like... Hey, he's coming to town. Can we get an interview with him? Because we're launching a companion podcast Mm -hmm. with it as well. You guys can get the podcast. It's on Spotify. Search for us on YouTube. You want to watch stuff on YouTube, search Roast Battle Chicago. So we have full battles up and everything like that. So we're kind of like the league people in our layer, like impressed by it. like the numbers we're doing and everything. Like we go to them and we're like, "Hey, can we get an interview with him? We know he's going to be playing the improv in Schomburg. We mm-hmm. have a show on this date. We know he's going to be in town for a show that night. We're not. We know we can't get him to come and do our show, but it'd be great if we could go and do an interview with him and y'all you know, show him some of our clips and he like roasts our guys and stuff." The word we get back is, no, he'll do the show. Uh-huh. He'll come and do your show. Oh, cool. So he came and he judged and he was on panel. Uh, but part of it is he's in town doing his own show, so you can't advertise it. It's the uh-huh. walk-in, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. So word gets out that uh, some people start to know. And <laughs> and then um, I guess Jeff says it himself on stage at his show in Schomburg at the Improv. We're in Chicago on Milwaukee Avenue and we push our show back by 2 hours and we're normally at 8 so everyone's like why is your show later and they're like is something going on is, and i was like people are asking me and then eventually the day of the show we have everyone like an hour back before the show like listen guys jeff ross is going to be on the show and they're <laughs> Because <laughs> they're just like competing with each other already. They're writing jokes that you're really only going to tell probably once. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to like develop your act, but like it's almost like you're writing a monologue, like mm. like a, like a late night monologue. You're you're going to compete and diss somebody. So um, and I, I I've hosted the show and produced the show, but I've never battled on it. Mm -hmm. And I never, I'm not really in the position this show like, no, we need you to battle on the show. But we didn't, I didn't know Jeff Ross was going to be on the show at that point. And then we get Jeff Ross and I'm like, Oh wait, I'm going to have to battle in front of Jeff Ross. (laughs) Uh, So that clip will be out at some point. Hopefully by the time we see this, but you'll be able to see it on, um, on uh, YouTube. Uh And, and maybe, maybe, maybe we get, maybe we get some stuff on television and stuff like that too. But full battles are up on YouTube. Really, really funny stuff. Very, very fun. It has this like fight club feel to it that's mm-hmm. like really, really cool. We're going to be at the Comedy Bar in Dubuque uh, in, uh, for a weekend in January coming up. And uh, if you're a social person, you're on Facebook, Instagram. So you tape those shows? Yeah, we tape the whole shows. Uh-huh. And I mean, simple production, but I mean like, the clips are huge. Like the mm-hmm. clips do really, really well. Like thousands and thousands of viewers on wow. each one. It's not massive, but it's like there's a couple that have like a million. You uh-huh. know, and like like a TikTok that has like one point three million, or a couple that have like a hundred thousand. Like oh wow, you know. Yeah. And we film some stuff now. And we're like, we know that's going to go viral. And there's some now. The weird thing is, people will only watch the twenty second like Instagram reel oh. or something like that, and they'll be like, this person won. But over on YouTube, we can put up the whole thing uh-huh. and no the person you in the comment you said that one was like go watch the whole thing so if you want to watch comedians insult each other competitively check out roast battle chicago you don't have to be from chicago it isn't super chicago centric there's some chicago references Uh in there Um, but it's very much a super competitive show i think it's one of the coolest things i've done with comedy it's so fun because also everyone thinks these people really don't like each other no that's that's the joy you roast the people you love and I really, really love it. I was—it's so much fun to produce it, and the, the reactions are visceral.
1: Uh-huh. It's visceral, <laughs> uh, and
0: it's—it's—it's it's re, it's red meat comedy, man. Uh, it's
1: is really, really good. Wow. Yeah. Uh, of all the comedy shows we did, did anybody uh, become famous?
0: Sure. So you and I in 2015 filmed a show called Four Star Standups. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we are trying to find a way to repurpose that footage. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I know. I uh, got the footage. I licensed it to. Uh, I digitized all that stuff. And yeah. I don't know whatever happened with any of it. It's such a
0: well, there's plenty you of people know. that got great careers out of it. Uh-huh. Chris Redd did the show, and then he just wrapped up a five-year run on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, that was super successful for him. Uh, and very, very sweet guy. I remember he was ju- I think we were all thinking he was going to get SNL at the time. Uh-huh. And so when we shot it, I was like, I don't think he's going to say yes, but I'll ask him.
1: Yeah.
0: And he said, yeah, I'll do it. He's like, you guys are trying to get a TV show in Chicago. Let me try it. It'll help you guys. And it was. he definitely understood it was more beneficial to us for mm-hmm. him to do that. Um, Josh Johnson did the show, and Josh had a really, really great set and was already touring comedian at the time. He went on to write for The Tonight Show. I think he just did a Netflix special. Uh-huh. So he blew up. He blew up super, super huge. Uh, Reina Calm did the show, and she's very successful in touring now and going around the country and makes her living at comedy. Uh, and uh, the weird thing is you would have some people that reach out to me like, is there any way you can get the clips down or just like privatize them? Because... I lost weight, or I don't do that material anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's it's weird, like because like they're like I really appreciate. I feel bad asking you to get it out because it was like all right, a lot of years have come, but I was like if we're gonna put the footage out, we're gonna go to you, we're gonna ask you what do you want us uh-huh. to do, and like re- so there's some people we're talking to about potentially doing that stuff with, but uh, there's plenty of there's a couple of comics. Jeff Sheen who did the show just did uh, the late late show on CBS. Wow. And and super successful. Lara Bites did the show, and Lara was blown up at the time. And Lara did um, she's going to headline Zanies. Mm-hmm. She just did Joe Rogan Experience. She did uh, Comedy Central, uh, and so it's kind of crazy, you know? Like they because they, <laughs> the idea of the show was like, there's so many really really funny people in Chicago, mm-hmm. and we don't have the industry. The industry isn't here. You would see this with bands too. It's like, well, you got to go to L.A. or New York to break your band. Yeah, you really. And I always thought that was so. St- Stupid, and it's so like you're cutting off uh, the the whole center of the country because you say, "Well, you have to come to us."
1: Yeah, yeah. it's
0: so that holy that chip on our shoulder that people have from Chicago and that ball busting, while also being polite, is something I never want to let go of. Mm -hmm. Like if I move to another part, I never want to not feel like I'm a person from Chicago, and that's kind of the element of the show that I thought we could hopefully syndicate. And get on television and, and show to a bigger audience. And there was also like great showcase comedy shows like Premium Blend in the nineties where you weren't getting like one comedian. The HBO, a new comedian special they would do every year, mm-hmm. and it would be like a showcase. I wanted the great show you would see at a club like Zany's or Laugh Factory reproduced for
1: television. Mm-hmm. That's
0: that's the Well, only. that's the
1: way I like to set up the studio when yeah. I did that. Yeah. And those
0: were so much
1: fun to do. Yeah. And
0: I I, I obviously got away from us and things happened, whatever. But I mean, I remember that was, I was so happy that we just got to do it. I was, I was so grateful that you get that, like you gave me that opportunity. It was so much fun, and I'm I'm a pretty good comedian. Well,
1: I think you know, I, I'm
0: a I'm a better comedian now. Yeah, mom, yeah. hopefully I am. <laughs> uh, and I'm I, there's probably some stuff that I shot then that I would because I had hair then too. That was yeah, a nice, yeah. I hair. <laughs> I had hair. I was probably like twenty. You look good lighter. this way though. I know I look. I feel so much better. Yeah, about yeah. buzzing my. Hair. I think by the end of it, I buzzed my hair. We yeah. shot eleven episodes and we had eight cameras and I had the one vault <laughs> And so I would move around and I remember coming back into the main uh, mixing and I remember you would mix it live. You would you would do the whole cut like uh-huh. while we were doing it but I would catch myself and we have like multiple cameras right now no
1: I ended those shows yeah I know but yeah, when, yeah. when we
0: were I would see my bolt spot I remember like after we shot like eight of them and I, remember, I, I was like oh, I'm gonna buzz the hair uh-huh. I remember I we went to the, our producer at the time Thomas I was like so okay if I cut my hair he's like only for the last one oh. don't, don't, don't <laughs> do it too don't do it too soon like try and keep it for most
1: of these you yeah, can do it for yeah. the last
0: one I remember, I remember him telling me that
1: yeah and I remember Chris was there helping us through all that oh god yeah. bless Chris man yeah. God bless
0: Chris. And and there was a lot of people who contributed their time. And like it was kind of like people were volunteering their time to shoot like a really well-produced TV show. And all the comics did that too. They're mm-hmm. like, we're gonna give I'm gonna give you my core material and
1: see what you do with it. Well this. they seem to appreciate and, but it. but also like you know? people
0: use the footage to go and get themselves booked. And mm-hmm. like there's people that got and made money from that. And, and got themselves down the road and got gas in the tank and mm-hmm. got to the next town. And and uh, you may be thinking, to yourself, oh, these aren't huge communities. But no, these are now – there's many people who – are working
1: comedians and this is how's farting marty doing
0: farty marty uh is doing your uh, you're martin murrow uh martin's doing some commercials i think uh-huh. he's, he's done he's been in a handful of commercials a uh, farty marty was pretty ridiculous yeah, as well and there's a lot of the people i still do sh- comedy shows with now uh-huh. michael Keefe is uh d- uh running best night ever at lincoln Lodge. he's one of my best friends and we'll we'll bring it up uh from time to time and mm-hmm. talk about it and there's a lot of people uh, dave Phillips uh, is. There's some people who don't even do who do a lot less comedy. And like they'll tell me like I if I don't do comedy, I still did that. Uh-huh. Even if we, we even though we still shot it, it was still really cool cuz it was like we're shooting clips now on our phones. And mind you 2015 you could do that. But you still wanted um you still wanted something to come with a camera and
1: shoot Yeah, yeah. You
0: know it was one thing it's one thing to shoot something on your phone, right? Anybody can do that now. It's another thing to be in like eight cameras in HD.
1: Well, I love that. We're on, yeah. We
0: were on the same stage of like Panic at the Disco and like Foster the People and like mm-hmm. all these BTS, like, like performed. And I was like, what are we... Like, the whole time, I'm like, what are we doing here? Oh, like, I love they're, they're... doing it. I love the, yeah. putting,
1: putting it all together and doing those shows. But, but you
0: know? we, were you already the material? It wasn't like the comics weren't ready to go. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, so when we shot it, it just felt, even though we were doing it for, like, 80 people on a sound stage mm-hmm. it felt like we were... Like, it, it was perfect. Well, I, remember, it looked, I remember, like,
1: made yeah. it look like a club. I didn't want it to look like a uh, studio, a TV yeah. studio. Because TV studios are very bland... You know, yeah, they may have the set, but then around the at when you look at it, it's like mm-hmm. we're in a TV studio, you no. Know? And
0: we, we wanted it to have a little bit of the club vibe, too, though,
1: yeah, too. yeah, you know.
0: And, and you got people a little bit liquored up, not too oh, liquored of up, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we didn't want them too liquored up, you know, because it's still like 80 people, and someone's if their laugh is out of key with everything, <laughs> we gotta like yank somebody and be like, we're gonna put you in this room and have you watch on a TV camera. You know? uh-huh. But I, I remember like, uh, after a while, we we're like, oh, this may not get on TV, but I was like, if the coolest thing I ever did was like film a TV show that didn't get out. I still filmed a TV show. I did it, yeah, you know yeah. uh, and so there is that bitter, we, bittersweet feeling about it, but i I do appreciate it. I did I, I was so grateful to you and everybody that contributed to it. yeah I never I never want to feel like I took it for granted. no I, I also I never saw my footage from it. I, I only cared about making sure we produced the yeah. show for other people.
1: That just made a lot of noise. I just I'm mic. sorry.
0: I'm, I'm I'm emphatic. I talk I, with I, my hands. That's
1: a comedy routine. I get it. You're just no. trying to be funny. <laughs> no, but I, I'm just uh, I talk with my hands a lot. Probably, I'm probably like, covering my hand too much with the camera. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> uh,
0: but no, I um I I, I was always like uh, I it wasn't about me. I told people like mm-hmm. everyone's gonna get their clip from this. If we don't get this out, you're all gonna get like eight HD quality camera footage. It's mm-hmm. gonna make you look way big it's gonna well, it look like feel, a national tv yes, show yeah you're gonna look like you're supposed to be on tv and that's the whole idea yeah and uh and, and someone asked me did you ever see your footage and i was like no i kind of at this point don't want to until everything else gets out or it gets a bigger version or it gets another life and mm-hmm. we're working on something with
1: it yeah
0: uh so hopefully and, and the, the new idea we have with it is pretty cool and hopefully we can shoot more, more stuff in the mm-hmm. future
1: well, whatever I can help with on it, you know, I'm you here. Know. You know, yeah,
0: I know, I know, and I, I love that, that spark that comes up in your eye. <laughs> Ooh, new
1: idea. I like doing production. I'm a production guy. You know, I mean, look, I'm doing an interview with five cameras just for you.
0: <laughs> Too many. You get, you get that. You get that weird uh, clip right. Well, right I got here. a camera
1: just doing the bald area. You, you have, you have, yeah,
0: really? Oh no! In it's fact.
1: The, the whole, the whole
0: a, time you have the, the worst part of my head. That's a bald part. That, bald that's
1: going to be the whole thing because that's the only camera that recorded.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you just get this awful, manic, bald... It look, looks like a pack of uh, uncooked hot dogs in the back of my head. Uh, but it's no. sort of
1: funny because when I went through chemotherapy, I thought I'd lose my hair, but you I didn't. You didn't? No.
0: How did you not lose your hair? I was did did on, it
1: thin a bit? I was on uh, experimental chemo. Okay. And uh, they said... You're good. You don't have much time, so we're gonna put you on this experimental stuff, mm-hmm. and it worked. And uh, but I didn't lose any hair because of it.
0: You didn't lose any hair.
1: Any hair? You I'm losing then. more now than I did back then.
0: Well, that's time,
1: Jerry. You know? have <laughs> <laughs>
0: you have you, hold on to yours a lot longer than mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. You you've always had long hair.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You never you never wore it short. No. Ever.
1: No. It's never. too much work to once you start cutting hair. Mm-hmm. It's a pain in the ass. That's why you probably I have like to, this. I have
0: to buzz it at least once a week. Yeah.
1: yeah, but the point is, it's not you have to take care of it every day. You know, when you got <laughs> no. long hair, True. you know, yeah, and it, it, it gets weird and it gets frizzy and all this stuff. But I don't know, you know, I yeah. just you know do my thing. So, see, awesome. you should make a comedy record with hooks of songs. Hooks of songs. Yeah. So you could <laughs> there's, say there's a routine I have
0: that I did that we didn't get to film because this is all based on things that happened to me after we filmed the TV show. Uh-huh. Um. I'll say it, because this will be a whatever. Uh, uh, I had a breakup happen while I was getting, while I'm on the radio, basically.
1: Wait, you got, really?
0: Yeah. And so that's happening. I do a routine about it. And I, can't, I can't give it away, because I'm giving away the routine. But there's songs in the bit that are like, like oh the worst day of your life and you're having and then a song comes on and it's the perfect soundtrack <laughs> and then you still have to you still have to get on air and like read a commercial and like you you gotta <laughs> hold it together you can't don't know what you know like and so um like that emotion uh while you're broadcasting because you, be you have to put on this front right while yeah, you're yeah.
2: broadcasting yeah yeah
0: and then you're having in, internally you're you're, you're collapsed.
1: hey it's a wonderful day in chicago and you're looking at your phone Oh what?
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. It, it's 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 exact. It start. I, I'll be honest. It started uh, while I'm in the studio with Q101, and and like the, I know where the conversation's going, but I still am on air while it's happening. Uh-huh. You know. So to me, it, it happened while I was on air. Well,
1: that's the best break. I
0: don't feel like I'm off air. I don't feel like I'm off air until I, I until I get out of the studio and I just start listening to something else on my phone, uh-huh. or I start listening to a different station. Or right, right, studio. right. I don't feel off air until then. Because I still feel like you're on uh-huh. that adrenaline of radio is different like that, and yeah. I remember thinking like, oh man, ah, oh, damn, like this is how am I gonna like? Is it was. One of the most surreal, and then and the thing is, I had to keep going back to work. Mm-hmm. So now you're going back to the the point, like, it's, ah, you know, I'm dwelling. Uh, but then it it became a great bit. It's one of my favorite comedy things I've ever uh-huh. done. The person I, I had that relationship with, um, I don't know if they are aware of that. Uh, so that'll be an interesting conversation. Uh, but I think they'll I think they'll be able to laugh about mm-hmm.
1: it. Yeah, I mean, eventually you grow out of. Things. Well, there are many songs about you know yes. breakups and and getting together. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. a lot of times bands will do a song, but they never say who the girl or guy is or whatever. You know?
0: uh, well, the, the thing is, there's, there's people in my life that know who this is. Oh, okay. But also, I don't think, the, to, be, to be fair to her, she, I don't think she knew where I was when, when we were communicating with us. Uh-huh. So I don't I don't hold that circumstance against her. Bitch, but people break up. Yeah, yes. I mean, come,
1: on. come uh, on. She knew you were on she the radio. Knew I was
0: on. Uh, no, but I mean, with well, voice tracking though, you're taping ahead. You know, so maybe she didn't know I was in the studio at the time. No, it so. should have been a
1: live show.
0: Yeah, it, sh- it could have been live. It could have been live. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no. But there's that fun. But when you're in the studio, you're in the studio. You're like, this is it. Like I knew. Like once I was on, all right, we're we're talking. You
2: know? uh-huh.
1: uh,
0: but no, that's one of my favorite bits of comedy and and i really really enjoy it and hopefully so if you can
1: make it into little short things and make it into a three minute thing with yeah. maybe 10 little hooks of songs yeah that so you could say
0: i'm thinking you know. when i do this the special you film your hour or comedy like do I want to do it with the music in there? But then when I put the show out, am I going to be able to use that music? Am I going to have the rights to that music? Well, you know? that's the big problem. But no, I mean, no. like, if, hey, if I got to, if you get to sell it to like a big streaming service, like, can you give me the rights to this? Mm-hmm. Or go to a
1: band and be like, but you if know. you only use 10, 15 seconds of it, sure. Maybe sure. that's easier.
0: But also, it's, it's also weird that I don't want to, like, hey, I'm sorry, your song's a punchline in this joke. But it's also. You're an emotional punchline. You're yes. like an honest punchline. You know.
1: Um where else are you gonna get your song played? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a new thing now, everybody. Get your uh, get a joke written about your song. It's gonna be the new uh, Bill Burr Netflix special. There you go. That's what you gotta do, kids. Yeah. You gotta have a hit record. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, this has been fun. I this think, has been uh... so
0: fun, Jerry. You've been a very, very great part of my career. Well, I'm... and I'm very I'm indebted for a lot of great experiences to you and a lot of other comedians who worked in this project that we're referencing that we filmed some of it you may see on the internet uh, and maybe see on television, hopefully in the future at some point. Uh, but it, there's a lot of people who benefited from that. And I, I benefited in radio from it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I was doing this stuff with you before I got Q101. I was away from Q101 for a little bit. I had an off air role, Right. And then I wasn't getting on air and I, and I left the station. And then we did the comedy project. Uh-huh. And then a month later, a month or two later, it was like, Hey, do you actually want to come back and be a DJ here? Mm-hmm. And
1: I remember a, a very well, because- a very
0: big part of that was I was doing a TV show with you.
1: Right. And, uh, they, and I don't
0: think that would have happened without – I I don't think I would have gotten q and on, on air. Mm-hmm. I worked there, but I don't think I would have been promoted to be up on air if I didn't do that with you.
1: Yeah, because they saw that they, they came down. Oh, wow, come, he's moving. Yeah.
0: He's, he's, he's doing it. Yeah. And and that endorsement and that that like umph
1: mm-hmm. when it
0: seemed like I was out of radio, or at least I was going to be out of radio or mm-hmm. be out of media.
1: So you watched JBTV uh, early on?
0: Well, I was a little kid, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I remember watching on – WJYS. Right. I remember you did a thing where you would throw email me your pictures.
1: Yes. yes,
0: and you would put the pictures up during the credits. Yes, and I had a college radio show, and I, I sent you the logo, the cartoon logo I wrote for my college radio show. Which oh, is, really? But he was creative, right? You make your own thing. You're your own I brand. I have a lot you, of that. Yeah, uh, and you here. and you remember I like rolled, and I thought it was the coolest. It was the coolest thing to see my picture, the something I drew, sent to someone I loved. I loved
1: all that artwork that they did. Yeah, and people
0: would send in like their artwork and stuff like that, and you would just put it up. And it would fly I imagine you it would fly by, Mm -hmm. but it was just it was local and fun and different and irreverent. And and this isn't making fun of anyone who's corporate media or corporate stuff. It was like violently not corporate television. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah and, it, and it struck me as like very like much like this is music for creative people. Mm-hmm. This is counterculture. And then for me to be on the biggest counterculture radio station, Q101 is that. Yeah. And you gave me that shot and now I think I have a really great career and you really set those things up for me in
1: a in a big way and I'm always indebted to you for that. Well, well, that I'm I'm so proud of you as 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 a, a comedian, yeah. as an artist, and being on radio and uh, yeah. doing stuff. I want to do more stuff with you. So. Sure,
0: It'd be fun, man.
1: Yeah, get well, on the road. I yeah, guess, I know
0: I know you don't want to leave the studio. I'll leave the studio for you.
1: I you know I want to build another studio. Yeah, and we could do a comedy show then sure. out of the studio yeah. and have rock bands come in. It'd be fun, man, and do all kinds of cool stuff. Fun- you know? And
0: there's a bunch of good clubs and stuff we can film in town for sure, man. Yeah, Let's hit it. Let's yeah.
1: Hit it. What Definitely. what are some of the clubs here in town? Uh,
0: Lincoln Lodge is great. Uh, Lincoln Lodge is independently owned
1: mm-hmm. so
0: there's not to say that the other places aren't independently do owned. they
1: tape anything now they or? do
0: like we the, the roast battle shows we film all of it ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and well how we do have, they film do they have multiple uh, we, cameras we, we, or? Two cam- we're doing two cameras we have a tournament coming up we're going to film a whole B-roll documentary about that and then maybe try and pitch that as a series mm-hmm. and, but then the clips are a big thing for us though our social media presence is huge we uh, we, do, we have a podcast studio there too and we've been taping a podcast there roast battle Chicago we search for it's on Spotify and all these different things. It's on our YouTube channel too, so we have a video version uh-huh. of it. And that's people telling stories about, oh, when I wrote this joke, it did this, this, this. Uh-huh. I know this made them that mad, and like, and that's that's really fun. Uh-huh. The, the comedians in a car driving and making fun of each other is <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> a road and, trip, <laughs> yes. And um, so we have that, and uh, we're working on some things. But Lincoln Lodge is great. Zanies has a full digital setup right now mm-hmm. to shoot. The great James Webb. James Webb is a great, great comedy producer. He just filmed um, Sam Morrell's special, which is on Netflix. Oh really? And he shot it at the Den Theater in Wicker Park. Beautiful space. Mm-hmm. And shot it all with local people, all on 4K, did it all himself, cut it all himself. And it's on Netflix. And it's just crazy. Wow. And like, I see the was like, I've had, I've, drinking a bar with that person at 3 a.m. and drinking a bar with that person at 3 a.m. and they're eating like they have a malort You know, we know malort in Chicago right it's an awful prank of a drink and they they give somebody their first malort Lauren
1: O'Neill loves it
0: yeah oh, it's a prank in a bottle it's the worst liquor ever I, you drink it and you make the ugliest face right oh, it's the licorice tasting it, it's a stuff, Chicago right? like rock prank someone yeah. comes to town their band plays here for the first time you give them malort comedians we do this say, oh you never oh you have to have malort
2: uh-huh. you
1: have to have this it this is Lauren She was I was just here yesterday telling yeah. me that. Yes. You got to get malort, and uh, I can mix you up this. And I go, well, I don't drink. Yeah, so, no, no you, know. you, yeah, you don't drink. No, I, I smoke pot. Yeah, you, you just, you just always been pot. Right? You smoke pot, right?
0: Uh, no, I, for, I'll do, I'll do an edible now and then, but I'm mainly just CBD. Oh, I really? don't like, I don't like the smoke part. The smoke part always made me coffee. I don't like that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. I've never been like. I don't like that. Feeling I have at to
1: all. roll my own joints and do all that. You no, know? I, I, I got them all. I got them all here, ready to oh. go.
0: No, and the thing yes. is, uh, the the <laughs> my wonderful partner, my my, my my wonderful girlfriend, she's in uh, works in the dispensary
1: business. Uh-huh. And stuff. Oh, really? And she's like,
0: "Oh, you sure you don't want?" I was like, "No, I just don't. Yeah. I I like a good drink or two that brings me down, and CBD helps me fall asleep." And that that's well, it I for
1: think me. you got to do what you got to do, yeah. and you know your limits, and yeah. that's the thing with either liquor or smoking or mm-hmm. partying, yeah. or having sex all the time or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. All the time. All the
0: time. <laughs> It's so hard. It's
1: a 24-hour sexual revolution. Yes, yes. Wear
0: it down to a nub.
1: <laughs> all sex all the time. There,
0: there, it sells. It sells. We're back in the 90s. You're on Sexy Radio 101. Sexy Radio. Yeah. After Dark. All these songs are suggestive. Yes. Yeah, all, yes. all, yeah, all that stuff. All this is like the artwork stuff, right? Yes, this is yeah, actual. Dude. Look at this. Zer. It would be
1: funny if your artwork would show up oh, here. Oh,
0: no. I don't know if it'll show up. That was so crazy, though. Because it, it, was, it wasn't something that had anything. A lot I of love, a lot of stuff you'd show would be like band artwork and uh, then
1: mentioning JBT in it. Look how beautiful that is. That's, That's really cool. These man. are actual fans that and I scanned all this stuff during the pandemic. So I've got hours of this. Uh you know, I've, uh, I got Would
0: people mail this to you? Yeah. they uh, – We used to
1: get in the old I I i emailed you. I remember
0: I emailed you the thing I drew and oh, I okay. sent it to you.
1: Well I whatever. That's how I you know. Yeah. It would be really funny though if it would show up. <laughs>
0: It'd be crazy if it
1: did. It would be a comedy bit in the making. <laughs> oh
0: man, I just love, I love the spirit of everything you do. And like and like how it's just like you keep going.
1: Yeah. You just
0: yeah. It, it doesn't have to be the biggest thing. Well, I life.
1: lost everything. I mean, you know, yeah. they they took our studio away and the mm-hmm. whole thing. They auctioned off all my memorabilia. This is the this is, you know, not even a what eighteen
0: is it eighteen two thousand eighteen pre pre, pre uh, right 19. before the pandemic
1: right after Chris Vicente passed away yeah. we did a concert Metro uh, I, yeah. I went to that. it was one of the best shows I've ever seen yeah amazing. yeah well that was for my my uh, yeah yeah
0: when you were in the cancer benefit yeah right?
1: yeah at the oh that was that was like bringing back the nineties wasn't yeah. it yeah you know and then and Pete, every twenty minutes was like everyone from every
0: cool Chicago band
1: yeah um
0: were some people from Smoking Popes there I think yeah some people yeah.
1: Were, yeah I mean all the you know naked Reagan, yeah uh, you know. And uh, Andrew W.K. Yeah, and it was insane. Kill Hannah. It was nuts, I, it man. It felt like the 90s. I was so, you know. And I was getting surgery the next day. It was really weird, you know. And then we went out to the rock and roll. <laughs> and I started, I actually did drink a little. A little. And, a little. Uh, a little. Well, I like 7s sevens and 7s. Sevens. I'll no, drink yeah, those, but you know?
0: Yeah, but that's a lot for you, though. Yeah, yeah. Because it's you when know. you
1: don't drink a lot. But I could keep drinking, too. Okay. I, it, it's... Like with smoking or whatever, Mm -hmm. I get, I like something, that's all I'll do.
0: Well, also, like with you, you, you've been to so many concerts, you don't want to go anymore. So for you to go to one and be at one when you're not shooting it. Well, I
1: was sitting in Joe Shanahan's uh, prime location, owner of the Metro, at his table. Yeah. And uh, Joe is so great. Yeah, incredible. What what a a history.
0: 40 years. And also, Metro, a venue that is almost, it had hip hop and different things yeah, added, it's a, but it's very full... much built on alternative rock
1: yeah yeah just
0: and rock bands in general yeah, yeah. And, you know so much history there yeah. so much history. i mean we
1: taped the 93 pumpkin show there. yeah was that
0: what did you tape the siamese um, dream siamese dream was there and they just did a show i think they just did they a just did one yeah i don't week. know
1: i had nothing to do with it no so, but, I, know, but I,
0: I, I caught some of it. it sounded great
1: yeah i didn't like the way the station did you listen online
0: uh no no i, ca- I caught some of it uh, i caught some of it on the radio which was a thrill
1: but to hear, did they cut commercials like right in the middle of songs I didn't hear all of it. I didn't know. I didn't know if they. Why well, listen? it bothered me. I I thought like, if you're doing this and you got this, run a fucking commercial free.
0: Oh, or or just have one big sponsor. And, yeah, and, yeah. Why
1: are you like running all these terrible I commercials and J- it, like cut into the music? I was really upset about that.
0: Jvo hosted when when the Pumpkins broke up in two thousand, mm-hmm. and obviously we get back. James together. Van Osdell. J- James Van Osdell. A great
1: guy. I, he's another the,
0: awesome. Like the perennial.
1: Music Authority,
0: yeah, and getting to work with him was like uh, surreal. Yeah, like, I put I grew, him on the TV them.
1: station I'm on, yeah, uh, Vpod TV, yeah, and uh Tarvin Carney, yeah, and I did a, I said do a video podcast because that's what people want to see, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, but the station's like, well, we got to get paid from this. It's like, uh, come on, you run commercials. That's the way it works, <laughs> and you're getting free entertainment here, yeah, you know. So
0: I remember him hosting. They they had two shows they did the united center mm-hmm. and then they were going to do the metro and then they were done mm-hmm. uh, and the metro show was the last one i remember there was news reports about it and it was a scene and i was in high school and I, remember I was dating a girl in high school who was out of the country and loved the pumpkins and called me collect during <laughs> collect. her parents family vacation to south america to ask me to tape it because uh-huh. she heard that they were going to do it. And I knew about it. I was a big radio nerd. I was already listening to everything Q101 at the time anyway. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember I taped it. I remember I missed part of a song. I had to flip the tape so I could tape the other side. <laughs> and I remember listening, and it felt like an event. And it, I remember they did have a sponsor. But it was like one main sponsor that they would go to mm-hmm. between songs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it was, it was really, really cool. Yeah. And I remember, I remember like really, listening to it was really, really fun. It was fine. I think it was great that they did a live concert in the radio. Oh, I think too. it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, especially at night. I mean, the commercials are still there. You know, the same type of audience you have in the day, where people just want to hear everything. Mm-hmm. And you build up to it, and it's something special for your like the P one. I use an inside radio term. Your real diehard fans love something like that, mm-hmm. and I think you have to do stuff like that more often. I want All to hear more. I want to hear more live things uh like the you brought bring up the Metallica show that was on Hulu I loved Hulu's presentation mm-hmm. All of a big concerts like they yeah. that you get to watch live And they delayed
1: time. them so they could fit them all into the time Yeah and but Metallica produced their video It was great Yeah, you saw it, right? It was
0: incredible.
1: Yeah, I love the fact that they were using two wire cams. And they weren't using, they're using $80,000 cameras with $40,000 lenses on Uh, them. And Kuda, we were talking about Metallica and how they do so much of their own stuff. During the pandemic, they did this
0: great series on their YouTube and their video channels Uh online where they put up a show every Monday. A full show. And some of them were, like, roughly produced from the early days. They did their Metro show from 1984, their first national tour, Uh where it's clear they didn't sell out the entire Metro. They sold out, like, half of it. But it still looks great, and, like, the sound is really, really rough. I kind of like it because you know what it is. Uh But then, like here's one from 2017 all the different cameras hd all the pyro everything yeah yeah stage in the round all the big hit songs where oh, this rough band from 1984 it was a great web series if you love metallica metallica mondays they still have all i think still a majority of those are still up and they did them for charity too mm-hmm. which is really really great yeah peoria you ready yeah i'm ready <laughs> we're on in <a> peoria <laughs> yeah i remember you saying that peoria shout out jukebox comedy club book me what's going on oh really Peoria, That's illinois the... i want to be there yeah i want to I want to play the metropolis that is Peoria. Cool. Muddy and then it's me. that's, uh-huh. that's, that's what I think of but I think Pe- no. I've never I've I've been to Peoria once or twice. Uh-huh. a great comedy club though though. But if you're out there Jukebox Comedy Club. You're watching this possibly on your on your airwaves. Uh-huh. Do
1: you have to put quarters in to hear a joke? <laughs> do you have to put
0: quarters? <laughs> in to hear? How many people? How many people have probably said that? How many people have probably walked in there and
1: said that? Like, yeah, I want my quarterback, and they I, didn't I, like the I, show. I, I only got fifty cents. That's how many. <laughs> how, what do I get? How many jokes for fifty cents? <laughs> dial a joke. Yeah, dial a joke. They
0: probably those were a thing, like the one eight hundred numbers and stuff. I don't know. There. You know? Didn't know. What did they, they? Might be Giants have they had the, the the oh the,
1: they had that's how I got them dial on my song. show they. They were on, uh, the, uh, I'm trying to think of the name, Jay Flynn or somebody like that on WOR out of New York.
0: Just what a delightfully weirdo, fun band. Yeah, they So came. many different styles of music Well, I love
1: Istanbul, it's yeah. not Constantinople. Yeah. And they were on the show and they said, we have a dial, dial the phone number. So I called them up and they said, nobody's playing our music. So when I got the video, I was already playing it before I go, Oh, they might be giants. Istanbul's not Constantinople. Love that music video. And I played it ten times on my T V show, <laughs> back to back. I love this, I'm playing it again. <laughs> they found out about that and they came. They 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 drove in yeah. from New York to be on my show to play it live. That's great. And then uh they had their accordion and stuff and oh, uh man. First, I'm gonna ask you. I mean, when you come back again and play, you know the song I'm gonna request. Which
2: one could that be? I think it's Istanbul, not Constantinople, Jerry. <laughs> you got it. Istanbul is Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, now it's Turkish July on a moonlit night. Every guy in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, not Constantinople. So if you've been to Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul, even old New York. Was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. So take me back to Constantinople. No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the worst? That's no business but the Turks. Da da Even old New York was once New Amsterdam Why they changed it I can't say People just liked it better that way So take me back to Constantinople I go back to been a long time gone. Constantinople. Constantinople. The word. thats nobody's business but the term.
1: <laughs> So, thank you for being on JVTV. It's been a pleasure having you here. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, and you're always welcome. And uh, keep up your comedy. Anything I can do? Yeah, to help you along the way. Anytime you want to come here and do a show. Yeah. You know what the setup is now. You know I'll how be on I the do road, it, dude. I'll I'll do the man on the street stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll shoot. We'll shoot some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So let's do that.
0: Get, I'll get one of these mic heads and just go out there and.
1: Oh, get some mics stuff. are great. Yeah, yeah. I, shotguns are the best mics. I uh, you know I don't know why the news stations occasionally you see them using them now because mm-hmm. they sound good mm-hmm. and you don't get all the other noise around. You no, know? you get the voice. Yeah. Now for a comic, you didn't want to use. No, one of these. you need you need the you need the XLR with a but. You could do one if you're doing a show too. I mean you True. Know, so. for,
0: for, ma- for like a running around men in the street like at a festival type thing.
1: Yes. Yeah, these are great. I remember I did my first Lollapalooza with this. This very microphone actually. This is a thirty, eight, nine year old microphone, so that microphone is as old as me. Yeah, well, <laughs> TV started in 1984, so this 84. is our 39th year this yeah, October. Yeah, so. I, I was, eight, I'm an 83 baby man. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. God, my going. daughter was born in 79. So, <laughs> <laughs> you stay away from her. I will. <laughs> she's going to break up with you on oh, the no, air. No, <laughs> not on the air again. Yes, on the air. <laughs> not only that, she's going to make up with you on the <laughs> on air. The air. Oh,
0: that's, that's heartwarming. Yeah. It comes back around. Or we got to sell it. It should be sponsored. Right? Yeah. You got to get it sponsored. Yeah.
1: She's going to have sex with you on no, the air. No, no. It's not <laughs>
0: happening. That didn't happen. Broadcasting sponsors did not happen. Mom, didn't
1: at happen. My, at my radio station in Milwaukee, one of my disc jockeys, we had the best look no contest. Way. Yes. No way. Yes. And you know the- Come on, When dude. you hit the table like you hear a bump, no. the same thing with the turntables. He'd be on the air and it'd be boom, boom. Boom, and I'd call up on the hotline. Damn it, stop doing that, you know? He would have sex with just about anybody that walked in the studio on the air while he was doing the show. Hot mic? Oh, yeah, he would even, he did a commercial for a hot dog I- place. <laughs> and I'm not joking you. He said, it's the big beef, and you take, I mean, he it was all sex. And it was like, it went on for like five minutes. And the, the guy got so much response. It was at Southridge or Northridge, one of the shopping centers, where they had a hot dog place. And he did this really... And, and a girl, literally, was on the other side of the glass. We no, had a best no, look contest. No, no, no. It was 20 Below Zero. She had a, no, a winter Jerry. coat A winter coat on. She drops the winter coat totally naked. And she's, like, pressing up. And he's, like, on the air reading this commercial and it was for the best look and the best feel contest. So you know what the best look was, and I think you can figure out the best feel. And then he had sex with her in the studio. Wow. On the air. Wow. Yeah. What a different time. Yeah. What a different time. Yeah. And uh, that was Captain Wammo. <laughs>
0: What a name! <laughs> you can't go on the radio being Captain Whammy. So
1: God, I don't. That's never been said. I, I'm surprised I said that. Yeah, there you go. Do not use this in one of your comedy routines. I I go won't. ahead, I don't I care. Won't. Is I, it
0: okay, is it okay if I go? Am I rude? If I, I I was like, what's my exit point? I don't I don't want to be rude and like just walk
1: out. Where we're. Kevin, you're going to be held hostage
0: No, we have to keep broadcasting forever
1: Non-stop Non-stop Joke after joke Until after joke Until they kick
0: in the door
1: If I don't get another joke in another 10 seconds No We put 50 cents into this damn jukebox no! I want a good joke <laughs> Thank you so much, Jerry Appreciate cool. it, Cool, thank you
0: Yeah, hell yeah, dude
1: There you go, the JBTV podcast, where we bring you the best music, the best interviews, and it's all unscripted and totally unrehearsed. Follow us on all the social media and spread the word. This is JBTV Music Television, the JBTV podcast. JBTV!
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.